Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Previously on D&D&D, you approach your mansion. Hey, Juno, remember over there when you got your rib broken? There's Good still memories. a big hole in the floor. Oh. Well, oh, you look around the ballroom and the pit is filled in with a bunch of multicolored spherical orbs. I feel Sound, like I'm in a womb. You start to feel really invigorated. You all feel as though you might be a little bit more powerful. Ball you, pit healing machine. Flack, you realize, oh shit. You've got a date with Kerbert. I would like to bathe. Okay. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. Just a cleaner version. So you get to the restaurant. You see writing on the sign. You recognize this as writing from Oyakoto. You're met by a maitre d' who has feline features. Oh. He leads you into the dining room where you see Kerbert, who is dressed very nicely. You also see that she is standing next to a six top where the rest of the team is already seated. Oh. Munching. Uh, Mozzarella sticks! We're going to back up a little bit. We're going to... Back up, back up. <laughs> We're going to check in with the table right before Flack came into the restaurant. Oh, fun. Yeah. You guys, the rest of the team, after you all uh, got glammed up, were seated by the Mater D, who, as I described to Flack last time, is a uh, cat person, very feline, very regal, who shows you to your table, where you meet Carebert, uh, who <laughs> is less excited to see you guys then she probably is for Flack. Uh, she's at a six top, which is not her first choice. <laughs> she has done her very best to look her very best. And what do you do? Well, just, just to clarify, because I'd never heard the term before, those little like things you stand around, is that a six top? What's a six top? A six, six person table. If it's a restaurant where someone's seating you, they, have, they basically sort tables by like how many people can sit at each one. Yeah. So other ones are called like the uh, as a like two top, four top yep. two top. The f- Ooh, yep. I want to I want to see the four tops. They're a good band. They're not active anymore. Oh, no. in addition to you guys, there's five by the tables. There is a two top, a four top, two three tops, and another two top. I'm not writing that down. Um, <laughs> you guys uh, go into this restaurant. It is a very warm, like woods. Very warm lighting. It's lit with uh like paper lanterns that are kind of like reds and oranges. Uh, which give this very like inviting feel to things. What's the name of the restaurant? TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're describing TGI Fridays. No, I it... thought you were going to be like stained glass <laughs> lighting. <laughs> there's flare. There's, yeah, there's just an old trumpet nailed to the wall. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, it's very inviting. There's um, Wait, potted vegetation. I didn't the name. Mimi's. Got it. M I M I. M I M I. That's my mom. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. We've had this conversation. Um, <laughs> there are potted trees that are uh, not native to the area. They're more fern-like or piney. 
Um, it's very fragrant. There's some soft music playing. You can't discern from where, however. And as I said, there's five other tables. There's all different kinds of people sitting there. Um, there's a table with two humans. There's a table with three halflings and a human. There's a table with two halflings and a half dwarf. And then in the back, kind of like they're being, they're trying to kind of keep low profile. There are two, uh, robed turtles. Turtle creatures? Yep. Uh, And then there is a table of three uh, cat people who seem to be dressed more like adventurers. Not like full adventuring, like like Flack will be when he ultimately enters. Um, But they're they're definitely a little bit more um, rough and tumble than uh, the rest of the patrons. Um, so the Mater D sees you to the table with Carebert. Uh, his name is Ken. Ken the cat person. Why are all... We haven't met any cat You people. haven't met any cat people They're yet. They're all in here, though. Yeah, so you come over and you're sat uh, with Carebert. What do you do? Sabbath, it smells like you in here. What? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm walking behind you and you turn really fast and your hair whips around, I get this, like, piney whiff. Oh, it smells like this nice. restaurant. I thought you meant cats. I was like, oh. Yeah, I thought you were saying Zabba smells like cat oh, no, pee. No, no, lady. I wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, every everybody. Carebert! Thank you for hi, coming, I guess. No, thank you for inviting us. Well, this is delightful. I'm Well, glad. it was great, great to see you, Carebert. We're just going to go find uh, our own table now. Right, everyone? Well, there's not really... Why? There's no other tables that we should sit at that can accommodate for all of us. Yeah, it's pretty packed in here. Excuse me, Ken. Yes, sir. I'll have your finest alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your waiter will be right with you. Just just a moment. Uh, Oh, my apologies. But if you you do have any other questions about the restaurant, I'm I'm happy to answer. Uh, The the chef Mimi will be out um, before the meal to make a short speech. Oh. Um, but until then, what? I will send your waiter over, and uh, he There's will take your orders. There's three people who are going to be serving us? Yeah. I've never been in a restaurant where three people came to the table. This is fancy. This is fancy. Mimi is going to be serving us, huh? She's the, uh, the owner? She's the chef. And the well, chef. Well, your, your waiter's name is Roy. He'll be with you shortly. Mm. Thank uh, you. She's going she's gonna to make a speech before we... It's, a, it it's a softy opening. It's a new restaurant. Oh, that... Makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Roy comes over and uh, he brings you a bottle of a cloudy white liquid in a green glass jar and he pours it into a six small cups, even though we are waiting, of course, on Flack. Um, and Carebert uh, says, so adventuring, huh? That must be fun. I lean over to Fletch. If this is milk, so help me God. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. Is this like, is this milk wine? What is Juno takes a sip. It is definitely not milk. Oh, no. Uh, it's sake. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. You haven't though. even tasted it. The aroma is appealing. <laughs> you know what? To Carebert, whose open generosity has us blessed here today. I, and I raise my glass. I also raised my glass. Well, that, yeah, I raised that's my actually glass. very nice. Thank you, Mark. I, I don't know why we all just... I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's when Flack comes in. So, Flack, you have entered, uh, and you see that Carebird is there, and uh, so is the rest of the team. Hey. Okay. Hey, buddy. Uh, Thought I shook you. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. 
Wingman, I tried. Come wingman. on, come and come and take a seat right next to me. Flag, everybody looks better than you do. <gasps> like wow. everybody is dressed nicer. Everybody has like gussied up a little bit. Oh, Marjorie are... is definitely like shaking her shoulders so we can see the new feather cloak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody else uh, seems to fit in a little bit more than you do. You stand out even uh, compared to the three um, cat people who are at the ta- uh, nearby table who are a little bit more adventurous. Um, despite your best efforts, there's still a little bit of uh, oh, what did, what did they say on, on Westwood? Still be a little bit of a rind on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're put off a little bit as you enter into this situation. What do you do? Oh, didn't know we were all putting our temple clothes on. <laughs> Using the rings of secrecy, Juno says, "What? What? Why didn't you dress up?" Uh, using I, I wasn't trying to make you look bad. Using the rings of secrecy, I respond. I took a bath. <laughs> that's that's really good. Uh, we can still save this. I'll I'll try to get them away. Hey, Carabur. Help. Quick I don't know. question hey. on the rings of secrecy. Can mm. we all hear what's being said, or yeah. is it targeted? Oh, no, yeah. if you all yeah. have them on, you can all hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. can well, we? It's yeah. been it's, it's not it's selective. Yeah, it's happened. It's not selective. Hey, Carabur. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Black? Hey. <laughs> hey, it's so good to see you. It's very good to see you, too, and everyone else. No, you don't have to lie. Wait, what's going so on? Awkward. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Do we have, like, menus sitting in front of us? Uh, when you say that, uh, Roy, the waiter, uh, who's a smaller, younger cat person, de- n- definitely not a kitten, but uh, but uh, but he he's probably more of a teenager. Um, this might be a summer job for him. Uh, he comes over and uh, he does hand you menus. It appears to be a uh, prefix menu, a selection of foods from the parent and child islands, uh, which is a far off place that you guys have never been to. I don't believe any of your characters would have been to Mm-mm. this part of the world. But we did read about it in the journal of Plinkerton Beetlemore. Mm-hmm. Plinther and Bilamore. Yes, you did. Um, there is a journal entry about the uh, Oyokoto Islands, the parent and child islands. Yeah, here they have good rice beer. Is, that's what this is. But don't, don't liquor me up. Juno, what did you mean? Get us away from here. I forgot the exact words. Uh, uh, I'm not talking over the so, rings of so secrecy. So, how? <laughs> tell us about office work. How's that? Well, you know, it's 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 really interesting. I get to fill out forms. I look to Fletch. Are we not supposed to be here? Yeah, clearly you're I'm not. I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> the uh, reason I asked about menus is like, what if you guys sit at the end of the table and we'll build like a barrier between <laughs> you two and the rest <laughs> of us? You stand up like a DM screen right yeah, yeah. Is this being said through the rings or out loud? No, I'm saying it out loud. That's a great idea, Zavis. Thanks. Yeah, that is a great idea. I'm looking forward to enjoying a dinner with my two best friends, Zabbis and Fletch. I guess I'll, I'll be in like a no man's land between the two groups. You'll be the DMZ of the table. It's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, you just you guys assemble this this three pronged <laughs> screen of menus to enjoy <laughs> your meal. <laughs> um, and Carebert asks, so. Uh, what do you enjoy being an an adventure? It sounds exciting. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I do like to just kind of do whatever comes to my my head. I pop up. Hey, Carebert. Yeah. Ask him about something he's stolen lately. 
Uh, I think she already knows because it's right inside her chest, buddy. What? This is a risk. Could be. Could go well. Could not. Uh, and she like I didn't get that. She like I didn't either. It just sounded weird. She blushes as much as a lizard can blush. See, she that's cute. Hey, but what I meant, it's (laughs) something. It's something that uh, rhymes with penis. Fletch, that was really loud. This is an upscale place. Uh, Zabbis, make a perception roll. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. This group of us is like the musical theater kids that roll up to a chain restaurant <laughs> yeah, after, after a, a show. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. We just lost half our audience, by the way, making that insult. <laughs> oh, they know. They know what's up. 17. Okay, you feel uh, when there's this kind of outburst, uh, you feel like the table kind of shifts a little bit, like it's a little bit uneven. Uh, and you also think you, you, you think you hear something that's, uh, that's not from your table uh, or not from the people at your table, um, but you can't really place it. You're like, what was, what was that? You, you kind of that like, do you guys hear something feeling, you know? I think this might be one of those restaurants where you... Like, if you do a certain thing, then stuff in the restaurant happens. Oh, like a volcano will blow yeah. up if you order a drink? Mm-hmm. Should I say penis again? <laughs> uh, I mean, Scarebert so, so might discover <laughs> what you're talking about on her own. Let's not try and uh, pr- pressure Oh, that made or... it weirder. Uh, <laughs> it made oh, it weirder. Okay. Hey, Carebert, you I'm sure that you've gathered by now that you just got to ignore the things that the people I'm with are saying. Oh, my God, this is a date. And then right then, uh, a very beautiful feline woman comes out of the kitchen uh, in a pristine... Sorry, where did all of these... Ca- like, where did this come from in your brain? Like, why all of a sudden... Cat people? Yeah, and I'm imagining them looking like the cat's trailer. I can't no. be the only person. Oh, oh yep. Oh, That's now everyone's now. imagining that. Yep. Canada. I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> Wait, is Pete here? <gasps> I had is that Pete thought. Here? I left him outside. Okay. Wow. I want to know about this world. Like, is it a Pluto and Goofy thing? <laughs> oh my god! How alike do they look? The thought crossed my mind, but I didn't want to bring it up. I mean, it's a, an evolution scale, right? Like they're like so. Pete is Pete, like he's a, a monkey. It's like a monkey. He's like a chimp. Yeah. Cat people are to yeah yeah right right yeah. Mm. Okay. So okay. Which yeah. is why it's like kind of weird to have a monkey as a pet. I think it's very weird. Yeah, because they're just too. They're too close. We gotta they'll get rid of our pet you. monkey. And they'll murder you, huh? Mm. We gotta get rid of our pet monkey yeah. now. Yeah. I, yeah, we've been wanting bad. to say something. Yeah, <laughs> this was the time we decided. Yeah, it. it this whole podcast, all sixty-four <laughs> yeah. episodes, leading have up just to this one cat person an scene, in, <laughs> an intervention for you to get rid of your pet monkey. Man. We all love Mister Snuggles, but you know. He's he. He's not the most snuggly. Yeah. I don't think he likes you the guys, snuggles. You guys have been keeping this from me. Yeah. Every, everybody's got something to hide. I mean, except me and my monkey. You know, my, <laughs> this gorgeous uh, cat person comes out from the kitchen. She has a very pristine, uh, like chef's jacket. She has very, very like silky fur. Oh, is it Momo? It's Mimi. <laughs> it's, it's not Momo. <laughs> that weird statue. <laughs> Oh, I hate your statue Momo, but I, I also love Momo as like the go-to cat name that starts with an M. Is that a go-to cat name? For me, in my brain, it was. Uh, it's obviously, it's Momo. Momo from Avatar? 
Yeah. yeah. He's cat like. Also cat. a monkey. Oh, Holy sure. shit. Yeah. Monkey cat. Monkey cat. It's a lemur monkey. Um, we know. Don't tweet at us. So uh, she comes out and she says, Welcome everyone to my restaurant. I'm so glad uh, that you all could make it to this special event, this special soft opening. Um, be it old friends, and she gestures to the uh, table of other cat people, uh, or new. And she gestures to Carebert, and then she looks at you all, and she says, or friends I haven't met yet. We need another table. <laughs> <laughs> um, she kind of quickly shoots her eyes over to Ken, the Mater D, and narrows them, and then uh, quickly looks back to address the rest of the room. Uh, and she says, I have come all the way to Night's Pass from my homeland of the Oyakoto Islands. I am from the... Uh, child island originally and i am here to share the cuisine of my people with the people of night's pass and the distinguished guests here today as some of you may know there are some troubles that have plagued my islands for the last uh 15 or so years uh and even though the tourism may not be what it used to uh we are still a beautiful place uh, with a beautiful culture and, and history and I I'm, don't think you heard me we need to like split up our table <laughs> cuz i thought it was That's not her job no, I've never been to a restaurant where more than one person helps. <laughs> she like snaps at Ken, uh, who like runs uh, over to uh, Roy, the waiter, and both of them look at each other and then they look around the room and they can't find any other tables. And they kind of like hustle around to try to figure out if there's something they can make a table out of. <laughs> Marjorie, oh, just, just leave it. We're well, interrupting her speech. Oh, fine. I just didn't want to ruin the night. I just ruined the night. Oh. I don't think it was just you. Yeah, you did that like yesterday. Really? You ruined tonight yesterday. Oh. Yeah. I'll take that. That's probably true. Well, as we try to accommodate our guests, um, I hope that you will all enjoy your meal uh, and and this little taste of, of the islands. Uh, so please, uh, bon appetit. The first course will be out right away. Uh, and thank you so much for coming to uh mimi's restaurant and then before she can finish her thought in through the front door uh burst um five dog thieves people. not oh. dog people humans <laughs> they burst through the door oh, pushing no. it open oh no and they <laughs> and they come in in like a wedge formation leading them uh is an older dude um who looks like he's uh you know seen some rough days he's got uh, very tattered kind of like leather armor uh, and he is holding two hand crossbows that he is waving around in every direction and he says nobody move this is a stick up I stand up and slowly <laughs> put myself between them and Carebert inspiration oh hey you uh, gnome careful yeah. yeah don't move nobody move not even these magic fingers with a uke <laughs> No, <laughs> this is this isn't the time for music. Okay, if if you know what's good for you, and he waves a hand crossbow in your face. Well, the offer still stands. Let me know if you change your mind. How about I take that nuke off your hands instead? Can Looks I roll, pretty valuable. Can't can let I, you do that, sir. Can I roll perception to see if I recognize them as like members of the thieves' guild? You can, or something about them giving me that clue. Eight. With an eight, um, they look like thieves, but you still see you see that um, two of the thieves kind of more in the back of the five are standing off a little bit more to the side. They don't appear to be as into it as the other three. Oh. Yeah. Question. Yes. Can I use gust of wind by sneezing? 
and their general direction. Sure. If you want to try to pass it off as a sneeze. Yes. I would like to pass it off as a sneeze. Okay. That is, uh, what, what save do I make against Gust of Wind? A strength save. Strength save. Two of them miss and three of them succeed. Two of them are bush, uh, slammed up against the opposite end of the restaurant. And the others let loose their hand crossbow bolts in your direction. Oh. Uh, will a 16 hit you? Armor class 15. Yes, it yes. will. Take a 24 damage okay. between Whoa. the, the oh, no. six bolts that are flung in your direction. I guess we're going to roll for initiative. Oh, I got something fun to do. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to use that inspiration I just got to re-roll. <laughs> to re-roll your initiative? Yeah. Nine. Fourteen. Twenty-two. Eleven. Uh, twenty-three. Hey, everybody. Gressel here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 64 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. Thanks so much to our patrons, especially Alexandra, Daniel, Fabiana, Justine, and Miranda. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. And thank you to all of our patrons. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod. You might be sensing a theme by now. And uh, you can sign up for a number of rewards that we have uh, available over on the Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, that's only $12 a year. You can get early access to episodes. Our patrons listened to this episode yesterday, uh, or depending on when you're listening to this, a day before it came out. Uh, So for as little as a dollar, you can get early access to episodes and some uh, photos of character sheets and player notes and stuff that we post on the Patreon from time to time. We've got a bunch of other cool rewards, including for $20 a month, you get uh, access to a quarterly special patreon exclusive t-shirt uh with art from beth uh the first one will be coming up in december we're really excited about it it's such a fun uh thing that beth has been working on and we're really excited to share it with some of our uh most generous supporters so thank you so much to everybody who has pledged us some patronage we really appreciate it it means so much uh if you want to check out beth's art uh, in a more one-off way, uh, you can head over to BethBrad.shop, where she has a bunch of her great artwork for sale, including some D&D&D merch, uh, most recent addition being the incredible new logo that is just so fantastic. It's got a bunch of fun Easter eggs uh, from Season 2 in it, uh, including things like the flower crown and Marta's hand and a bunch of other great details that you can see on the logo, and it looks even better in print form. Uh, Beth brought over prints for us the other day when we recorded, and I'm so happy to hang the new logo alongside the old one up on my wall. It's just fantastic. I love it so much. So thank you to Beth for doing that. Head over to BethBrad.shop and support her great artwork. Thanks for bearing with us this week as we got the episode out a little bit later, uh, but we were very excited to share this one with you. Uh, scheduling has continued to be a little bit difficult uh, throughout this fall with uh, travel and things for all of the team, um, but we will continue to do our best to make sure that you guys get episodes 
uh, as regularly as we can supply them. Uh, it's going to get a little dicey here through October. It's a busy time for James and Chelsea. The spooky season, as they say, uh, is very busy for them uh, over at Dead Meat. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with their horror channel and podcast, Dead Meat, on YouTube and the Dead Meat podcast, go check that out as well. It's great, great stuff if you're into all things spooky and horror-related. Uh, no better time to get on the bed, Dead Meat train than uh, October and Halloween season, so check that out as well. I think that's all I've got for you guys this time. Uh, we will be back with the next part of the Oyokodan adventure next week. But until then, thanks everybody and do what's fun. Okay, so the order of this attempted robbery is Fletch. What? 23 <laughs> over 22. Oh man, you Fleck. wasted that inspiration. <laughs> uh, thieves. <laughs> Sorry. Patrons. What? What? The patrons of the restaurant. Ooh, oh, I was like, okay. how did you We're figure that out? We're going to phone in the patrons. <laughs> Juno. Patrons who are $10 or more a month get to Venmo in. Okay. <laughs> or you could do or like a... Venmo in. Sorry, Skype in. Like a Twitch plays Pokemon type thing where oh it's like God. everyone like just kind of voting on what to do just real time. The horde. That sounds so horrible. <laughs> it's Fletch, Flack, Thieves, Restaurant Patrons, Juno, Margarin, and Zabbis. So Fletch, you have uh, just been shot. Ugh. What do you, you do? This. You got this, buddy. I'll count that as bardic inspiration, James. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, if you roll last for initiative, then maybe everyone's dead before you have to fucking do one of Inspiration for that, Charles. <laughs> uh, it's 1d8 uh, that you can add to any 20 roll. Is that to everybody or just to just him? To, just to Fletch. I understand. Um, are, are there any um, plants or anything nearby? Uh, there are. are. There are two potted plants near the door that the thieves uh, broke through, and then there's... Uh, Various like um, planters full of uh, like kind of ferny things or or uh, piney things throughout the restaurant. So Great, I cast plant growth. <gasps> Ooh, plant growth. Plant growth. What does plant growth this, do? Uh, is that a new thing? Yeah. I'm going to use the new. Thing oh, nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> this should uh, hopefully slow them down. Uh, it channels uh, vitality into plants within a specific specific area. Um, if you cast a spell using one action, choose. All normal plants at a hundred foot radius, centered on the point, become thick and overgrown. A creature moving through all the air. Plants? All plants. Jesus. So not just within. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> not just within the the building, but a hundred foot radius. Oh, uh, wow. Everything becomes overgrown, and a creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one feet it moves. So they're slow. Okay, so Jumanji basically happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I cast and, Jumanji. And. Uh, oh my God! In the kitchens. <laughs> Oh and my god. <laughs> All the vegetables. Poor Mimi. <laughs> we ruined her day. So we uh, didn't ru- I ruined her At day. first we ruined it. Now now it's not on us. Yeah. The memory of this is there was a robbery. The, it's not a random lady <laughs> asking for an, another table. <laughs> so the <laughs> All the plants uh, with the decorative plants within the dining room of this restaurant suddenly start to grow at a rapid speed and they fill pretty much every space that they can, spilling over their planters onto the floor of the ground, uh, interweaving uh, with each other to create a uh, dense forest floor uh, throughout this restaurant. Um, 
and yes, everybody is caught up in this and has to kind of you know step up and take it back. All of the all of the restaurant patrons uh, are are very very shocked by what is going on. The fancier uh, of the group, which was the two uh, humans at the two top, they seem to be more uh, like uh, wealthier, moneyed people. Uh, they just run. Uh, as best as they can, but they get tripped up in the plants uh, for the door, um, trying to force their way past the thieves as they do, but one of the thieves grabs the woman, uh, taking them kind of hostage. We are going to go to Flack. What do you do? Hi! Dear God, what are you going to do? Hello. The grin on James's face. I have a few questions. Oh, (laughs) Christ. One, would silverware be tiny or small? What? Uh, there is... Both are the robbers. Yes, pretty much surrounded by tables. Are the uh, tables around them? They're arrayed. the The tables are all in front of the robbers, oh. more or less. Got it. I'm going to cast animate objects. <laughs> objects come to life at my command. Choose up to ten non magical objects. I choose ten knives. Oh, it'll be like be our guest. Yes, but hopefully bloodier. Each target animates and becomes a creature under my control until reduced to zero hit points. Oh. I command 10 knives to stab these robbers in the face. Oh Oh. my god! Here's here's the crazy thing. Yeah. None of the knives on your table move. So of the 10 knives that you have commanded to move... 10 knives and or forks if there aren't 10 knives. Sure. None of the silverware from your table moves. Okay. So, uh, of the ten that you have commanded, only four... What the fuck? Uh, make their way to the thieves. There better uh, be a damn good reason for that. Are you attack? Are you attacking all the same thief, or are you are you going to? Well, I thought I had ten, them out. ten utensils flying at faces. There, so I thought it, I could cover everything. There is a damn good reason for that. Don't worry. Whoa. How many robbers are there? There are five. Well. Guess I'll target the three who were super into it with the leader being targeted oh, twice. Sure, okay. Uh, so roll uh, D4s for these damage. This damage. Nope. No? One D8 plus two damage. Oh, damn. Whoa. Oh, wait. Attack is plus six to hit. What does that mean? Oh, so you have to roll an attack roll with these. They don't just automatically happen. Is that 20? That's a 20. Plus six. 21. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh. Okay. Damage is 1d8 plus 2. Okay, roll your damage. You didn't do this at someone who just took a hostage, right? <laughs> uh, There's silverware. They can hit someone in the face without... Uh, That's not what you were saying earlier. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, you're, but like, you're, you're about to roll damage. But you did... No, no, you rolled... You rolled a good enough attack, a two yeah. hit roll. You're oh, going you're just to like, I want goal. knives to stab all these people in the face. No, and now I you're like, it'll be fine. Stab the robbers in the face. Yeah, yeah, you rolled a good enough attack roll. You're fine. Okay. Yeah. They're precision instruments. Ooh, seven plus two is nine. Okay. So nine, uh, nine on, th- nine on two, 18 on one. Correct. Okay. You uh, strum a chord on your ukulele <laughs> uh, in kind of a mocking gesture to the lead thief, and there is a little rattling sound on some of the nearby tables as three knives and one pair of chopsticks Great. fling themselves in the direction of the thieves, hitting two in the kind of shoulder, upper body, chest area, uh, and one, uh, the chopsticks, 
uh, hit the lead thief in the eye. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Now, do these inanimate objects, do they have, like, do they grow legs? Or are they no. just floating? Its speed is 30 feet. If the object lacks legs or other appendages it can use for locomotion, it instead has a flying speed of 30 feet and can hover. <laughs> I love it. The lack of locomotion is so funny. We're going to get into some fucking wild spells here, team. <laughs> now it is the thieves' turn. The two margarine uh, that you noticed earlier didn't really seem that into it. Uh, now roll as a reaction. Roll another perception roll. Me? Yeah. Where did my dice go? <laughs> oh, critical fail. Uh... <laughs> You, <laughs> as a result of the resistance to something at your table to flax spell, uh, a napkin flies up in your face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you are unable to see momentarily. Three of the thieves rush over to the foretop where there was a human and three halflings. Uh, somebody roll a history roll. Anybody. 15. Uh, Juno, you recognize these halflings uh, from the Halfling Grocery Guild. They are familiar to you. They're not any that you know by name, but you've seen them around. And you know them to be members of that trade. And the thieves go over there and they hassle these people trying to take uh, their belongings. After being stabbed in the face with knives? They can't these were- exit. Yeah, I mean, they're they're after it. Two, two of the thieves, though, are kind of um, not really doing... Like, they're... They're hanging back. They they clearly don't seem into this plan. Um, they don't like what is going on, so they are not hassling the patrons. In fact, they're they're they hold the door open and they kind of like uh, like motion for some people to try to get out of the way, even though people are having a hard time doing that <laughs> because of the dense forest floor that has uh, grown throughout the restaurant. Sounds the- like they need uh, some strong leadership. <laughs> The thief leader is going to fire his hand crossbows at Flack. Why? Because you just stabbed him in the <laughs> eye are you with yeah. chopsticks. I know. Uh, he misses uh, because his depth perception is slightly off. <laughs> oh, it was just one eye that guy? It was just one eye. Okay. He's not blinded. Oh, I hope the chopsticks like worked together and then like came up and uh, squeezed together yeah. and pulled it out. Pulled, no, oh, that, God, man. That has not happened yet. What, guys? He's trying to rob me, me. <laughs> Who's, yeah. Which one's got the got the woman hostage? One of the ones hassling the uh, halflings. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like dragging her with him. Uh, uh, what, with a knife in his shoulder? Yeah. A steak knife. Uh, it is now the <laughs> restaurant patron's turn. The man who was with the woman who has now been taken hostage is long gone. He takes wow. off. Uh, not a very brave man. King there. Um, the turtles, you look around and you notice that the turtles have completely disappeared. It's as if they were never there. It's very odd. Huh. But there aren't just like a couple of shells and we can't see them? Nope. I had they, that they, they, didn't, <laughs> they did not retreat within their shells. No, they, uh, they are gone uh, without a trace. Uh, the three cat, uh, cat people have uh, revealed themselves to be... Uh, wielding swords, they uh, they were packing heat this whole time, um, and they uh, try to assist the halflings, and they are going to attack these thieves. I need another dice. Fuck them uh, up, cats. One of them crits. Hell yeah. Um, has a very good roll and uh, cuts down one of these thieves, uh, slicing him from behind, from shoulder to butt. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> his uh, right along his spine, where his entrails spill out from behind, oh. and he falls to the ground dead. 
Uh, the other two take a little bit of damage. Strong cat. But they are more glancing blows. Juno's turn. Juno, what do you do? Uh, so I want to know where all the thieves are. Like, are they are all five pretty close together, or are those three separated from the other those two? Those three are separated from the other two. Yeah. About how far away? Uh, about 15 feet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to target the three of them that seem the most enthusiastic. Yep. And Juno's going to cast a new spell for him, Calm Emotions. Uh, where you attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people, each humanoid in a 20-foot radius, so he's going to focus it on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to make a charisma saving throw, then I can choose a couple of effects if That's they cool. don't make it. It's going to take all my 20s, because it incru- includes every humanoid creature in this radius. Does it include oh, us? That's right. Uh, uh, no, you, you'll be on the outskirts of this 20 okay. feet. Two of them failed. but My it, spell save is 14. Yeah, two of them failed, but they were the halflings. No. So what would you like to happen to these halflings? You can at least make them feel better about getting robbed and assaulted. Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, so one of the effects is that if they are feeling charmed or frightened, I can uh, remove that. They are certainly frightened. Oh, fuck. I don't want them to, like, not have fear and then do something really rash. No, dude, it's great. Dude, I watched Free Solo on the plane. They're just oh going to be God. that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, that guy's brain is broken. It, it is, is literally. Yeah. Dude, that guy's brain. Maybe they can help. Okay, I'm going to take How away... Good was Free Solo? I'm going to take away their fear. <laughs> Didn't that guy die? No. Huh. Huh. I thought he died. No. no, but lots of those climbers He will. Mm. He will eventually. He will. Climbing. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Everybody watch Free Solo. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I've suppressed their fear. You've suppressed their fe- fear. Okay, so two of these halflings, uh, um, a man and a woman, they kind of just kind of mellow out. You so know? they just go back to eating their meal? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do sit back down. Oh, they're, the food's not out. Yeah, they do sit back down and they're kind of, they, they like empty their pockets. They're like, eh, hey, whatever. Here you go. Um, okay, that's the right thing to do, yeah. Margarine, what do you do? Oh, I'm mad. <laughs> Margarine, uh, <laughs> hopefully this works. Margarine takes out the necklace, the Thieves Guild necklace that she's been wearing around her neck this whole time um, because she got it from Jason Chone. She is now technically the head of the Thieves Guild and she holds it above her little tiny head and she's like, if you know what's good for you, then you're going to cooperate with me and scans real quick to see who reacts um, and then is going to try to use a disarming attack against the one who is holding a woman. Oh, this is one of your new abil- abilities? Yes. Okay, so let's do the disarming attack before we deal with the reactions from these thieves. Okay, so I roll normal. 16? 16 will do it. Yes. I'm going to do my poison knife, because that's how I'm feeling. 1d6. We'll do a sneak attack first. I might kill this man. <laughs> you might. Oh, I'm going to kill this man. Uh, (laughs) Sorry to this man. Right. 13 for the sneak attack. Okay. Five poison damage. Then I'm going to expand my uh, superiority superiority die. die. So add five to that. So it's 10 damage on the knife and then a D4 poisoning damage, which is three poison. Oh, and he has to do a strength strength save throw. If he fails it, he drops the object of choice, which is a woman. (laughs) Well, wait, is it, con- is it a contest? It's a contest, right? You have to roll a strength roll? I don't know. It just says target Because you don't have a spell throw. save. Right. So let's roll. You roll one and we'll contest it. 
13? Yeah, okay, so you beat him. So you knock his arm aside that he was using to hold the woman kind of, uh, you know, around the, with his arm around her uh, neck area. You knock that arm aside, the woman um, screams and jumps out of the way as best she can. She just kind of dives off to the side. Um, And as you have this wide opening uh, of a uh, defenseless target, you thrust with your other hand your poison knife right up into the chin of this thief. And the tip of the blade just barely uh, pops out of the uh, top of his balding head. He coughs up a little bit of blood and dies. Nice. Good God. Uh, And you then... Uh, Angry. And drop to the ground because you would have had to have jumped a little bit to do this. (laughs) A spin jump. (laughs) And um, his body tumbles to the ground as you land nearby it. Um, The two thieves uh, who were a little bit more hesitant who have been standing by the door... Uh, see your necklace um, flying around your neck as you leap towards their companion that you have so brutally killed. And um, they uh, scream out, Bryson, stop this! Don't you see what she has? (laughs) Bryson. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, your name's Bryson, dude? Uh, Zabbis, it is your turn. How close to each other are the two other thieves that are, like, into it? That are into it. Uh-huh. Um, they are very close to each other, but they are also close to a lot of other people. No fireball. I'm not. <laughs> All my good magic has. It's too big. Like I can't use them here. I'm just gonna cast <laughs> big magic. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say big magic. BME. I'm just gonna cast magic missile at the three classic bad ones. There are now. Oh, wait, there is now just that one bad right. one. Oh, the oh. Bryson. Uh, the leader, uh, oh, okay. the other two uh, have been killed, one by a uh, cat person and the other by oh, the uh, Margarine. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to cast all three of these <laughs> Okay. missiles. I have to roll this thing. I need to get a thing to like roll this in, like a shoebox or something. Very small chance at wild magic. No. Higher than a 10. Oh, yeah. yeah. 86. Yep, yep, yeah. Five, three, and four. 12. Your bolts slam into Bryson, the thief leader, uh, who uh, recoils from the impact of these bolts. Uh, He staggers a little bit, and uh, let's say he trips on some plants, and he falls to the ground. Uh, It is now Fletch's turn. Fletch, what do you do? Yeah, Fletch! uh, (laughs) Bryson? Bryson, do you have anything to, to say? He staggers to his feet, uh, as he kind of tries to like get up uh, on the uneven ground of the plants, uh, and he just looks at Marjorie and he says, "Where did you get that?" Marjorie, I allow you to speak. <laughs> oh, 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 do I you? Command- oh, yeah. Actually. We're all hangry here. <laughs> <laughs> I've really lost my appetite. <laughs> I got this from Jason Schoen, my husband. <laughs> Oh, uh, his eyes go wide, uh, and the two that were um, standing by the door are take a step forward. They're more receptive of this, but Bryson is is not happy. Uh, he says, "No, I am the leader of the Knights Past Thieves." Hey, bullshit! Guild. What necklace do you have? I don't need a necklace. I I took charge, and and somebody had to. Queens take- have necklaces, and I put my knife up to his throat. <laughs> he stumbles backward and dashes away from you. Uh, and he throws from with somewhere within his uh, clothing a uh, smoke bomb. 
Uh, and <laughs> now <laughs> the area is filled with a he's thick, not, dense fog. He's not going to be able to get out of the smoke <laughs> bomb fast enough to disappear. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can hear through the smoke bomb uh, him stumble through these plants as the smoke dissipates. He has, uh, you catch a, a glimpse of... Of him as he uh, just barely gets out of the restaurant. <laughs> Fucking. Um, the other, <laughs> the other two uh, thieves look at you, Margarine, uh, and they make a sign in thieves can't, uh, and they say. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea just did like the hip thrusty crush shot. Uh, <laughs> they say in thieves can't uh, symbols with their with their hands. Come see us. We support you. And then they leave. Oh, she was like halfway through signing okie dokie. <laughs> you just get okie out. Yeah. <laughs> Combat over. What do you do? Level up. <laughs> what if that was dinner theater? We. Oh, <laughs> no. I turned to Mimi and I'm like, was that a show? <laughs> what, uh, what a performance, Mimi. Yay! <laughs> what a completely successful and not embarrassing opening to this restaurant <laughs> uh, Mimi is inconsolable she is uh, in tears hey, uh, you got that you got that spell yeah I could I could probably oh, do it again gonna manipulate oh, yeah. no, I've got <laughs> it works on people who are frightened or hostile <laughs> or charmed sad. that's, that's hostile it. at us uh, can I cast unseen servant and make it give her a hug <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Nice. Um, her her wait staff is uh, patting her on the back, but she does feel a uh, invisible hug, uh, <laughs> and you can see that she kind of reaches out to try to find <laughs> the invisible servant and kind of pat it on uh, on its back. Carebert, are you okay? Uh, Carebert was hiding under a table. Did you see when I made those knives come to life and stab those dudes? Y- yeah, that was that was a lot. That, that was, was me. Yeah. That, I did that. That was you poked that guy's eye out. It was a lot. Well, I try. It didn't come out. Why? <laughs> why didn't? Uh, but but why didn't the this table move? And she kind of pokes your table. Hey, yeah, good call. Which sputters to life. What the fuck? Oh uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. I was gonna ask if anyone had detect magic, but never uh, mind. And <laughs> I detect some. Grabs Carebert. What the what? fuck? Whoa. What? D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, the uh, children of a Luna Order are, are too terrified of these, of these ghosts to, to act against them. Uh, not only because of their just scariness, but because uh, they were once revered, and and it would be it would be wrong to go against them. Well, uh, Jens, lucky for you, I ain't afraid no ghosts.